to another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Zoo and I got a uh, we got a we got a fantasy matchup <laughs> for the uh, ages right now. Not too high scoring, but this Monday night game is going to be the deciding factor. But we are all focused in on NBA today, man. Starts tomorrow, so I'm pumped. Yeah, tonight will depend on if I win or lose because I'll be sleeping good tonight, my boy. Corlin Sutton gets it done against your your, your your freaking L.A. Chargers boys, man. You got both the Chargers boys, both Herbert and Mike Will. The stack, the stack is always a little scary because that one tutty, man, is 10 points. That one tutty is 10 points, so that's going to hurt a lot, especially when I'm only up by, t- like, 25 right now. So I got I got a little I got a little wiggle room right now, hoping my boy Sutton gets it done so I can go back to 500, man. Be under 500, that's not my style, man. It's not my style. Like you say, fantasy will always be at the forefront of this podcast. We will always talk yep. about our fantasy ups and downs. But for right now, the NBA is here. Starts tomorrow, which is it's just it's insane. You know, it, it feels like honestly the NBA finals was a couple months ago. But right now, yeah. we got opening night coming up. You know, Lakers and Warriors. I think 76 or Celtics. So a couple of good games tomorrow that'll uh, I guess whet the appetite of some of the people who love the NBA. So we wanted to get started with the you know customary who's going to win the east who's going to win the west basically our nba finals picks and the people i'm gonna start with you oh man i i think the east is a little harder this year and Ooh, i know we've talked yes about it, it a couple times but when i was looking yes at those just looking at the standings you know obviously can't look at the preseason you got the knicks up there at the top they're going to be falling through. <laughs> so just kind of looking for reference in the teams and you know looking at a lot of changes these teams made uh over the summer and there's three teams that kind of stood out to me, um, you know, a couple risers, I think, this year. And I think there's, unfortunately, Zoo, I think our Bulls are one of the fallers this yep. year. I got to sadly, sadly agree, man. Yeah, I got to sadly unfortunately, agree. It's probably going to be a play-in type of year for the oh, Chicago Jesus. Bulls. You know, <laughs> and then you look at the team like the Cavs, who <laughs> probably should have been out of the, the play-in last year. Uh, but they kind of got riddled by the injury bug um, post-All-Star break last year. And now they bring in Donovan Mitchell. Um, so I do think that that's probably the highest, you know, year over year change is probably going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers this year in an upward fashion. But I'm looking at three teams, man. I'm looking at the Celtics. I'm looking at the Sixers and I'm looking at the Bucks. Um, Nets, I think, have a little too many questions. Celtics also, you know, their their issue with Robert Williams. I think that's, you know, he's just got the injury plague, man. You got the whole debacle with Ime Udoka. Don't want to devolve into that, but you know they just have some things shifting around within their organization that could cause some personnel turmoil or you know just cause issues within the team. So, top two for me, man. I think it's it's the Bucks conference to lose. They have the best player in the league, but I like the changes that the Sixers made, man. So I'm actually going to go with the Sixers coming out of the East. I think the uh, additions of PJ Tucker and Montrez Harrell. I really like those depth additions. Tyrese Maxey hopefully takes another step, and we are all on this Harden train, man. I think everyone's really excited to see if he's back to normal James Harden form. And if that's the case, enough said about Joel Embiid, man. He's top three player in the league and yeah. will only get better and have less pressure on his shoulders if James Harden can be at his 25-point-per-game level, man. So, Zoo, I know we talked about this a couple days ago, but I got the Sixers coming out of the East, man. Yeah, same man. For me, this is the Sixers' year, man. I, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the problems with the other team. Number one, you mentioned Boston Celtics. The head coach. That's a big issue. Yep. Ime Udoka was yeah. that dude made playoff adjustments, man. I feel like he, he as a rookie head coach, he looked like a vet out there. 
making adjustments in the playoffs, coach against top coaches like Eric Spolches and a couple other guys like that. So his, his resume might be short, but that resume was real, real good, making that Celtics team work together after a debacle in the re- initial start of the regular season and getting those boys up and pretty much regrouping and becoming the most dominant team for the next half season. And they were whooping people, like absolutely whooping people. So Boston Celtics, coach, out, nope. There's a Missoula guy. I don't know who he is, man. Yeah. Him taking over as a rookie head coach amid disaster, like <laughs> disastrous situation. Celtics are off my list. They ain't going far this year, man. A little regression too, man. So mm-hmm. they out. Miami Heat, nah, stop it, man. I love myself some Jimmy Buckets, man. But this team is just lacking talent. I look at yeah. the talent. You know my thoughts about Bam Adebayo, man. The offensive side of the ball, the dude's atrocious, man. Can't yeah. shoot, can't shoot three point shots. He would not take three point shots in the playoffs. He's supposed to be a mid range shooter. Didn't shoot mid range shots either. Had lack of confidence on offense. Maybe it's because the Rob Williams make that guy look like a little baby. But Mr. Bam Adebayo offensively is very, very lacking. And Jimmy Butler still needs the number two option. Donovan Mitchell would have been nice, but too bad they couldn't get it done. Pretty much the same exact returning roster, man. They out for me, man. Yep. So I got to agree with that. The Sixers, man, they got better this season. And I got to go with the Bucks, man. Even though the Chris Middleton injury, mm. Mm, missing a couple, they say a couple of weeks yeah, in the initial of the regular yeah. season. If this lingers, you have to rely again on Drew Holiday as a number two offense, as an offensive scorer. Drew mm. Holiday, I love the brother yeah. on defense, man. He's one of the greatest like on-ball like, defenders I've ever seen. He, he could guard wings and guards, which is rare for a guy his size. So him as a him as a defender is great, but offensively, Giannis needs a second option. Especially Giannis, Giannis is a pretty much he's a he's a power forward down low. He dominates a pay. You need a guy that complements on the perimeter, which was Chris Middleton. So that that makes me like, ooh, man, maybe well, maybe sure. someone else, maybe someone else can sneak in, man, and maybe someone else can sneak in. So I'm gonna have someone else sneak into the conference finals. Man. I'm putting in the Brooklyn Nets this year, man. Really? I'm putting in the Brooklyn Nets. I'm putting them in. I wow. love the acquisitions, man. Mm-hmm. TJ Warren, we all remember Bubble Warren, man. Mr. MJ, MJ himself in the bubble, man. <laughs> Putting up 30-piece games, man. At the mid-range, ooh, he looked real nice. Yeah, and that dude's off the bench. That dude's yeah. off the bench. Yeah, obviously, we know all about KD and Kyrie's offensive skills, man. But Ben Simmons, man, we're looking at him. We're going to be like, yo, we're not relying on We don't want you to be Magic Johnson. We want you to be Draymond Green. Draymond Green, the guy that does all the dirty works, does all the dribble handoff, does all the passing to the corner three-point shooter, be the defensive player of your caliber player that he can be, and tell him you're going to be that role. You're going to be the Draymond of his team, and I feel like he's just a lot more comfortable in that role, especially when you have Kyrie, Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. He's got shooters for days, man. Oh, I forgot Patty Mills, too. So they got elite snipers everywhere, and obviously the income return of Joe Harris pretty much is a new player because he didn't play last year. Joe Harris did not play last year. This guy's an elite shooter shooting 40-plus percentage, man. One of the greatest three-point shooters in the history of basketball. You're adding that guy along with Seth Curry, who's also a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. I feel like this year, Kyrie's got the motivation. He wants a contract. Contract, yeah. He wants a contract. He wants a five-year max extension that right now, if you looked around the league, nobody wanted him this year. For like a sign and trade, nobody could get a deal done. Nobody were desperate enough to sign Kyrie Irving. So he's looking at himself like, man, Nike's kicking me out of my shoe contract, man. Where's my money gonna come from? So he's gonna be he's gonna be there. He's gonna be dropping 20, 27 points again. Motivation. And obviously KD, KD's 
Katie's straight up a ball. Like, I don't have to worry about Kevin Durant, even though he was the bed last year in the playoffs. Regular season Katie with this squad, man. I got them in the conference finals against the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. But I got the Sixers coming out this yeah. year, man. I got the Sixers coming out this year. I love I loved the acquisitions of the role players. The role players is what separated them from last year. Last year's role players it just weren't that good. And obviously, we're talking about Harden coming back, and he got a bounce back. I, I remember I was huge on the Harden trail. I'm like, this is, what, this is the deal that they needed. But the Harden they got, oh, he was an ugly-ass Harden. He was an imposter, man. Mm. Not taking shots in the playoffs, embarrassing, embarrassing. So I feel like this year, fully healthy. That's why he says he's fully healthy now, 100%. No more blaming the hamstring, please. No, mm. no, no more of that. No more I'm the facilitator. No, no. You're the facilitator and score, man. Yep. That's why you want you want you want your five year extension. This is how you get it done, man. Drop yep. twenty five points, ten make assists, eight rebounds. If you make the finals with Joel MB, man, or even win it, you'll get your bag. You'll get your two hundo that you want. You'll get it, and you'll deserve it, especially if you get it done. So mm. all the motivation is there, man. All the motivation is there. Taken from Zoo, money is motivation is always money's the motivation. Money's the conversation. Yeah, that's on James Harden's mind, man. You got to help up your boy, the baby, man. You got to get that bag, man. You got to get know, that bag. I know uh, James Harden, you know, took less for the team, but I think he <laughs> he had to by one of the by by a guy that will remain yeah. nameless. But he he's very big in the fanatic, so I'll just leave that there. There's a little theory for my for me, but you know the the Brooklyn Nets was a very very enticing pick for me when I was doing like you know going over the East because. Just looking at how Ben Simmons is basically their third option. Mm. Like you say, his role as Draymond Green is yeah. very, very, like, very in tune with what he needs to be for yeah. that team. And, you know, Kyrie with the Kondra gear and Kevin Durant, you know, he's been hurt. He's been hurt a good bit. But when he's healthy, he's one of the he is one the best scorer in the league when he's healthy. So that wasn't very enticing because they got a lot of other depth pieces. I don't even think we mentioned Seth Curry. Like, he's another shooter that they have. So it's like they could really be spacing the floor and having just everybody come, come at you from different angles. So they were very enticing for me. I was like, God, they could be somebody who – because I don't really buy into – I know last year with the whole COVID stuff with Kyrie and all that stuff, so the team was just disjointed. I understand that. But to me, you know, in the NBA, more than any other league, if you, it's all about talent acquisitions. Acquisition. So if you have the talent pieces, you're more than likely going to get where you're going to go, barring injury. So they were very enticing. But for me, you know, I just went with the default, and that was with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's because last year I felt like they should have won it. They should have yeah. won it last year. To me, I felt like they would have beat Boston in six if they had Chris Middleton. Yep. And I feel like they yep. would have provided a better matchup with the Golden State Warriors just because Giannis is just that unstoppable. And we got to start having a conversation about Giannis. Like, you know, I, I, there's a there's a couple of guys in the, like, post guys in the league, like, I ain't going to say any names, but I will say a name, Gilbert Arenas. It kind of looks at him as not being skillful. And I can understand maybe he doesn't have the bag of a Kobe Bryant or he's not like a Tracy McGrady out there, like with array of post moves and array of, like, jump shots from the mid-range. I understand all that. But it's like he's a dominant player. And – you know, when LeBron and Steph and KD, they start getting to, you know, LeBron's going to be the first one, I think, out of those groups ended up retiring first. And then Steph ends up leaving. And then, you know, KD, there's going to be a, like, I guess a, a wrestling of, like, whose league is it going to be? Well, it's like Giannis has the potential this year. If he goes to the championship and wins it, like, okay, we got to start having a conversation about, like, it's his league. There's other guys that are more exciting, like Luka and Ja, but, like, Giannis is getting there. 
And you could argue his second star, Chris Middleton, not being there, he had to, he's had to do a lot of carrying the load, and he's done a good job at that. Like Boston will tell you, like Giannis gave them all they wanted last year, yep. all they wanted. So for me, it's like I, I just he's the best to me. He's the best player in the league. I think he's so the best player I, in the league. Yeah. So to me, it's like you got the best player in the league. It's kind of like I don't want to compare him to LeBron, but it's like it's always like by default when LeBron was in the East, it's like he's the best player. Who are we going to put around him to be decent enough to where they can get to the finals? And I feel like that's what you need with Giannis. And there's some guys on his team that I was looking down like, okay, Grayson Allen had kind of a little bit of a coming out party last year. I wouldn't say he's the next, you know, third player in that rotation, but he's good enough to be a, a nice shooter and can create a little bit off the dribble. But then picking up Joe Ingles, I think is going to be a sneaky good addition if he comes back healthy because he's just going to be another shooter that's going to be mm -hmm. out on the wing. And he's not awful on defense. No. Now he tore his ACL, so he might be yeah, worse. That's a wild card because they paid him a lot. They paid him the mid level. That's good money. Yeah. They paid him. They paid him like he's going to come in and start. Now I think he's probably going to take those Grayson Allen minute, minutes when he comes back if he shows he can come and be, mm -hmm. I guess, in a uh, a decent type of shape. But him along with the guy they got in the first round, I think it's Marjan Bouchamp. It's like French. But he's another wing guy who is already defensively six seven. He's got a seven foot wingspan, guard guard type, you know, player who can be another wing defender. And it just goes into what their DNA is of you got him, you got Drew Holiday, you got Chris Middleton, you got Giannis. Like that's a good elite or potential elite defensive type team. You still got Bobby Porter's there. They just have all the makings of a team that should have won last year and this year. I feel like they're going to be able to right that wrong, but. I agree with you. Chris Middleton has to be healthy because he's the guy who's their number two. He's not a number, a kind of masquerading number two. No, he's a legit number two option. He has to be healthy. And, you know, the whole thing about his wrist, I don't know if it's a shooting hand or if it's a non-shooting hand, but, like, that's a little concerning because, you know, he was already hurt with his knee. So it's like if he comes back at least by December or something like that where he can get some rhythm, then I like them a lot. Because mm -hmm. the 76ers, I do. I do. They're another team I like a lot. But the only thing that kind of worries me is with James. Like, I, I know last year was an admiration, but regardless, it's a lot of it's a lot of miles on that on that body. So to me, I think the key piece is going to be Zeus boy Tyrese. If Tyrese, yep. like a huge yep. step, you know, oh yeah, huge yeah. step, and it's like basically not saying he will be better than James Harden, but if he's like basically carrying the load during the regular season, then scoring wise, yeah, scoring be like that third score or or maybe second score. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. I think that will be a big point of where it throws a whole monkey in the wrench because if you got those three guys and then you know they got a nice guy, I think DeAndre Milton from the uh from the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. He was a he was another nice addition. But yeah, that th that'll be enticing. But I think we all can agree the East for me, like I say I picked the Bucks because I just I'm going off of last year. I feel like they should have won. Yep. There's a lot of teams in the East, man. Yeah. There's a, a lot, lot of them can make it out. You can you can make yeah. an argument. Uh, five teams making it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you can make a legit argument because I don't see I don't see like a straight dominant team. Like just talent wise, just better than everyone else. I I feel like talent wise, they're on the same team, which which is yeah, which is pretty nice. It's pretty nice not having an obvious team coming out. And we got to see the Cavs play. Oh, dude. Oh, we might be sleeping on them. Yeah. Because talent wise. Dark you can course. say they're up there with these other tier teams. We just yeah, haven't seen them all together yet. I think what yep. scares me is their backcourt will get destroyed. They're two small guards that didn't. It's not. Yeah. And, and Donovan Mitchell, if Donovan Mitchell showed potential as a defender, then I'd be more on board. But I think they're yeah. backcourt. But, but you got those big boys down low. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. As rim protector. So if they blow by, it's not it's not just Donovan Mitchell had Rudy Gobert as one line of defense. Yeah, he did. You got two lines of defenses with okay, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So it's like the perfect compliment as those guys being more defensive focused guys, the guards obviously being explosive twenty point like bucket getters. So I feel like they're complement like if they if the coaching does their job and make them they mesh and get yeah. chemistry, yeah. you can you can make an argument that talent wise. They're up there with those elite teams they, in the East. And I, and I feel like, too, with Cleveland, they're more – I, I want to see them jail, but it's they're, I feel like they're more of a long play of, you know, just say it doesn't work this year. Like, it would be crazy if they ended up getting to the conference finals this year. That would just be like, okay, this really works. But they're more of a long play. Like, they're going to have more cracks at the yeah. armor of getting to the conference finals. They got, they got three years of Donovan. Three years. Yeah, yeah yep. they, got, they, got, they, got a, they got the range to, you know, if it doesn't work this year, they can make the – Necessary adjustments to see if they can get to the conference finals or even the final. So, switching to the West, um, you know, I, it's definitely not as deep as the East, and that's kind of crazy because yeah. usually we always say the West is the conference that has all the depth in terms of one through eight. But I feel like this year you can kind of say the East is uh, overtaking that. So, with the West, I guess I'll start it. Uh, it's so many storylines because you have a lot of teams that were riddled by injury or mysterious game sevens and i guess you could say an example of that was the <laughs> phoenix Suns and how they just came out uh Wild. i don't know if you guys heard the whole I, there's been some rumors about that saying like some of the team have covid and that was why they got blown out but i don't know maybe that was a man it just sounded like a bunch of excuses after luca Doncic just became their daddy man that's what it kind of felt like it just kind of felt like you luca came in there with nothing to lose and played like it and just toured with them the entire time yeah. so um that's one of the teams that were a major disappointment but like you say, I think it was a lot of injuries that happened in the West, and there were some things that there were some teams that didn't fulfill their potential. So for me, there was two to three teams that I kind of had on my radar as teams that could come out of the West. Uh, Golden State, of course, by default because they have Jordan Poole, they have Steph Curry, they have Clay Thompson. You know, a year after the injury, you got Draymond Green kind of wanting to mess up <laughs> team chemistry. I guess you could say. Um, but I feel like yeah, I feel like it's kind of hard with Steph Curry being the leader. He just knows how to navigate all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, they got a lot of depth on the bench with Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, like Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins might start, but they're just a super deep team. So it's kind of yeah. like an experience. You should pick them, but it's like how this thing in the NBA goes. There's more talent in the league, and it's just hard to repeat. It's hard to like. And I don't care who you are. You always fall back down when you win. That's just how yep. it goes. This is how it goes. What you about to say, Zoo? And, and I think the West, the West is healthier. Yeah. Last year, the amount of injuries on significant players, aka the Clippers mainly, and the Denver Nuggets. So two playoff, I would say contenders this year. They were fully healthy. And the Warriors, if you look at last year, they played all. They played a lot of injured teams. They caught some breaks. They and and they got it done. They deserved to win it all, but they caught some breaks. Like all most most finals teams catch some breaks. And with the, the team's getting out there, man, journey ain't going to be easier. And if I look at the roster again this year, talent-wise, they're the same team. They're the same team. The majority of the roster, shout out to Jordan Poole. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins for getting their paychecks, man. Because when they say we're going to get that bag, they got their bags, man. Shout out to those guys getting their bag. But the Golden State Warriors, I agree with you, man. It's the same team. They should be the favorite because they won it all. But, but in my opinion, I don't have them coming back. It's just I just see the talent around them going up, and they stay yeah, the same. The just they, they stay the same. Yeah. So, and with Draymond, I, if he's not there, yeah, like, defensive chemistry. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times throughout the years. 
he is the glue to that, especially the defensive side. Defensive end. Obviously, on the offensive end, they do run a lot through him. But defensively, man, we saw what that team was without Draymond Green two years ago when they ended up being in the play-in tournament and losing to the Grizzlies, man. So, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind. It is very fair. That continues to fall through. Yeah, so they they were a team that I was looking at like, it's just not. I don't want to pick them because it's you know they got the the makings of another championship run, but it's just harder when other teams are healthy. So then you go down to another team, Denver. I feel like is a very trendy pick, yeah. very trendy. You got Jokic, who two time MVP, Probably like Michael Porter God. Jr., who is you know got paid like a guy who they expect to be a star, <laughs> who shoots really yeah. well from Plays three. Nine games. And then you have Jamal Murray, who. Like, if you watch any bubble basketball, he oh, was Jesus. Jordan Light when he was in there playing. <laughs> back, God, back to back with uh, Donovan yeah. Mitchell in, the, in that oh. Utah-Denver uh, series. So, you know, they're a team that's very trendy. But for me, where I defaulted on and going like, okay, this is the team I think is going to make it, I'm picking Memphis. Because they Ooh. were on Golden State. Ja was talking his junk. Now, for me, it was kind of annoying because when he was doing it with Minnesota, it was like, bro, y'all was supposed to wipe them out five games. <laughs> they were struggling. And yeah. That was that was a little irritating for me. But I Bang. do understand. I do understand Ja's mantra and his mentality of it's just like I'm gonna continue to go at you and I'm gonna score on you and I'm gonna talk junk while I do it, which I do appreciate. Um, but they look like they matched up very well with Golden State. And if and if it went for Ja getting injured, you know, like to Zeus point, a lot of there was a lot of injuries in the West. I think they could have got to the Western Conference Finals, and I think they could have got to the finals. So I think Ja's gonna take another step. He's gonna be in that, you know, early season. If he gets off to a hot start, like can he be MVP? He's gonna be in that realm. Uh I also feel like Zaire Williams for them is gonna take another good step, just as another three and D guy who can defend, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, other type of wings for the dip uh for other teams in the West, and he can shoot. I like their, you know, sneaky good move with Tyus Jones bringing him back because I feel like he's a really, yep, good really good backup. Great. I think he could start for some teams. So I That's think why that they let Melton go. Yes, to your point earlier. Um, I think he's a really good pickup, or not pickup, but a re-signing. The only thing that worries me about Memphis is Triple J. He just always seems to be injured. Injured again, oh, man. Yeah. That's, That's a long time. That worries me about it. I mean, yep. now he had had issue. He has has issues with like foul trouble and stuff like and I think that's just because <laughs> he's a young player but I need him Ugly to be on the court shot. so maybe he could fix it yeah his jump shot is not it's it's a kind it of works. a set push shot yeah it's kind of <laughs> tough to watch but that's the only thing that worries me I feel like if he can come in and get reps with them and stay healthy and maybe mature in terms of not getting into foul trouble and playing with the team I think the sky's the limit with them because they are a team I feel like it's going to be gunning for the number one seed because they play hard every night. They're not one of those teams that just like they'll close or they got older stars. They're going, they're trying to win every game. And you saw that last year. So I think they're going to be trying to get the number one seed. And I think if they get the number one seed, they're going to be a tough out because going on the road and playing in Memphis, that's, I would probably argue that's one of the toughest environments in all of the NBA. And it's definitely one of the toughest in the uh, Western conference. So they're a team I defaulted on, um, it took a lot for me, though. I will say before I hand it over you guys, it took a lot for me not to pick Luca. It took a lot. Really? Yeah. Because wow. I just think he's that good. And oh, he's, he's in that LeBron where it don't really matter who he's got around you. It's just he's going to make those guys better. And and the only reason why I think that is because what he did to Phoenix last year is like if he can do that to like oh, the newborn see yeah, like yeah. okay yeah. He can do that, that was a finals team yeah hey, he's COVID, gonna be scared COVID. COVID. yeah that's what they claim in Phoenix that's what they claim I, if that's what they're saying I, I'll give it to him but yeah if they're blaming COVID man 
if they're blaming COVID, then Luca's Luca's nickname is COVID, Dan. Because that's what that's what happened. They didn't get go COVID. They got Luca, man. That's all. That's all that happened, man. They got sick because they're playing Luca Doncic, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. But I'm gonna roll with Memphis, though. That's what I'm gonna go with from my interesting, my interesting wow. Western Finals pick. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, man. That's that's an interesting pick, man. I I, I do okay. Memphis. And, I, I do like Memphis as a dark horse, but the Triple J injury, man, yeah. I don't like picking teams with have injuries going into the season. That always scares me, especially especially a lower body injury, man. So that's why, for me, I love Memphis team. They, they proved me like a lot last year, especially, especially against the Golden State Warriors, but they out for me just because of the Triple J injury, man, just because of that injury. But for one team, for sure, I got in the conference files this year. I'm going with those Clippers, baby. The Clippers, baby. You know, I am so high on John Wall this year. I am so high on John Wall. Dude, I, I love John Wall as a player, man. He, 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 yeah, he dug in with the man. He dancing on the. I'm like, yo, he got the swag back. 2010? Dude, I'm telling you, man. John Wall can still play basketball. The last time we seen him was on the Houston Rockets, and the dude was dropping 20 points off injury. They just shut him down because they're trying to tank and get a higher draft pick. But it wasn't because John Wall couldn't play. It was because they're trying to lose games, and John Wall is a productive NBA player. So John Wall, because they're saying Reggie Jackson might start initially. I think like okay, Reggie Jackson. But I feel like Ty. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Ty Lue will get to his senses and put in John Wall when he sees this brother come off the bench. Because John Wall, he's a definition of a true playmaker. He's a pass first point guard. Like his ability to create open threes in the corner threes. For an offense that is going to have four guys out, John Wall. I feel like John Wall is going to help out Paul George and Kawhi Leonard so much as a second, as a third, like yeah, he's third ball handler out there with the two stars out there. Because I, I even look at on paper, obviously Kawhi Leonard scares me, man. Mister Low management himself, yeah. man, he scares me. But I feel like I feel like they're going to manage his minutes, try to get him healthy throughout the season, so they're not going to overwork Kawhi Leonard's body, even though he took pretty much last year off. <laughs> he's been playing his 50 to 60 games in the regular season. They're going to low manage him. Paul George, even though he's been pretty injured the last couple of years, I feel like he's not that injury prone compared to Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to have a great season. John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Nicholas Batum. The team is stacked, man. Norman Powell off the bench, 17 points, two-way player. Robert Covington as a 3 and D wing player. Jesus. Like, there's a reason Mr. Ballmer is paying paying that luxury tax, man. He's paying that luxury tax. They made those trades last year to prepare for this season. Last year, they're like, yeah, everyone's injured. We are not. But they did trades, man. They got Powell. They got Covington. Like, they got this team for the playoffs. And I feel like they could play four perimeter, five perimeter guys out there. Yeah. Five out guys that could shoot and play defense. And that'll win you in the West. Maybe exactly. In the East, but yeah, in the West. Yeah. Sure. And I'm, I'm looking at a team on paper, and Tyler Lutop proved me a lot as a head coach past couple of years with the LeBron with the Clippers. Great coaching by Tyler Lue. So I feel like in the playoffs with adjustments and with this group of players, I feel like they're my number one team right now on paper. And I got them making the conference finals, man. The LA Clippers this year, man. It might be the. It, it has to be there this season because this is the most talented Clippers team I've ever seen. I've ever seen better than even yeah. Way I think I, it's better than the the CP3 Blake Griffin DeAndre Jordan Clippers. I think this team. I think this team's pretty much better than the team that should have made the conference finals when they choked against the Denver Nuggets, man. Yeah. So I got I got the Clippers in my first team, man. Clippers at the first team, man. But my oh my, that second team in the West though. It's Clippers Clippers is easy for me. That was the easy option yeah. for me. So, because I, 
I love me himself some Jokic, man. I love me self some Jokic. This this guy's one of the most disrespected MVPs, man. The last couple seasons, man, people are like, oh, he ain't deserving. He only got it because of the analytics, man. All all the stat nerds love his analytics. <laughs> nah, he's that. No, he's just that impactful. He's just that impactful, and those analytics are telling you he's freaking impactful because he's their playmaker. He's their best rebounder. He's their best scorer. He's their low post guy. He's their outside threat. He's their best, yeah, best passer slash playmaker, and he's a better defender. Like he legit does everything on a basketball court. The only thing they can say Jokic is bad at is he he a little chubby, man, got a little baby fat, and he just got no hops. That's all you can yeah. say about Jokic, man. It doesn't matter exciting. with that jump shot. Oh yeah, he's not exciting. That's what they would say. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like. Jokic, man, I want the Nuggets to make it to the conference final, but I can't do it, man. I just can't do it, man. Two guys, two guys coming off of injuries. I had to give them at least one season to feel mentally. It's mentally ready. Like physically, I feel like they're going to be good, but mentally, I feel like they're not going to be a hundred percent, man. So I can't go with no Nuggets, man. I can't go with those Nuggets, man. Oh yeah, going with the Clippers, man. Clippers. Oh man, I can't believe it, man. Hey, they deserve it, man. I mean, they've had so many good teams over the years that have yeah. just underperformed. That Balmer's mm-hmm. finally just had enough. He's like, screw it. <laughs> I'm going all in. That man's going to be going crazy. I'd love to see the Clippers win just so I could see Steve Ballmer's reaction alone. <laughs> you would go crazy. That would be TikTok worthy for and, sure. And I'd really yeah. want to see how Kawhi and Ballmer would actually interact after winning a finals. I feel like that's very awkward. Polar opposites. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, Zoo, I got to agree with you. I, I So, those are my two teams out of the West. You know, Warriors, to your point, Sean, earlier, I have them as the third seed in the West this year. I think the Nuggets will take that second spot. Um, but the reason – and I actually – to your point earlier, Zoo, you know, Nuggets kind of owned the Clippers a little bit these past couple of years. And, you know, maybe the Clippers weren't at full strength. Now they've made some more moves, to your point. You know, Covington. Um, I still think that Norman Powell deal was a yep. steal. Oh, um, yeah. Coming off, oh yeah, him and John Wall are your two first guys off the bench to start the season. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's that's probably the best second unit in the league. Um, but the difference for me, man, is actually Ty Lu. I, I think it's the coaching. If you're looking at talent on the Clippers and the Nuggets, mm-hmm. I think they're pretty comparable because I, I don't think the Clippers have as dominant a player overall as the Nuggets have with Jokic, but they have better role players than the Nuggets have. Yeah. So oh yeah, they're pretty comparable you know, skill level overall. But you want to talk about making adjustments in a playoff game, knowing how to deal with his players and personnel. They seem to love playing for him. I think yep. Tyloo's yep. one of the best coaches in the league, and he'll end up being the difference maker um, if these two teams face off in the Western Conference Finals. So I got the Clippers coming out, man. Clippers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at the Clippers' sake, even though – the depth and stuff is really nice. I like their two main players, like two-way wings, even though yep. that might be fading a little bit because they're getting older. And like you say, yep. if you watch them against the Nuggets and the, and the Mavericks, like they didn't shut down either. I mean, maybe it's hard to shut down Luka, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the only thing that worries me about the Clippers is a lot of this stuff I feel like people kind of think, I think because they've been injured so much, people kind of have been like subtracting the years that they've been together. But this is going on year four, and they have nothing to show for it but the conference finals of game six, which that was more of a heroic run because, you know, I think Kawhi. That was their most impressive. Yeah, Kawhi was out. Kawhi was injured. And who was the catalyst for that was Reggie Jackson. So I do wonder, you know, will there be any type of like, okay, 
Because if I'm Reggie Jackson, I don't care nothing about what Juan John Wall got going on. Because I could be saying, look, bro, I led my team to the conference finals in game six. What Have you ever gotten that far with a team? No, you have not. I don't care what you've done. And you haven't been playing for a couple of years, too. So if I'm Reggie Jackson, I'm kind of thinking, like, I'm not giving up no spot for nothing. Now, I do think they might be better if John Wall starts and Reggie Jackson comes off as like that energy off the bench. Yeah, score. Score off the bench. I think he's yep. better, better suited that way, but I don't think he, in his like in his mind he's thinking like, I'm sitting behind John Wall for what? But, you know, that's that could be a storyline down the road. But I do have kind of a thing like I want – I would – like when I was thinking about the Clippers, I was like, I do want to pick them, but a lot of it's just pedigree. Like they ain't – they're just, they're the Clippers. So it's kind of like they got a lot of talent, but they've had this talent for a while, and it's like the – Not this – not this deep of a bench. But not this deep. The top level players are the same, but the bench is very different. The top players are the same, and yeah. their, their bench is a whole lot deeper. But it's like when it comes to like crunch time, do you trust Kawhi? Like I trust Kawhi. Kawhi? Oh, oh, a little bit. bit oh, I trust Kawhi. I trust Kawhi. I trust Kawhi. They gave that three one lead up. That's yeah. Crazy. That was bad. That I give it. That was bad. But I still trust them. George was hitting the side. Of the even back. even the most clutchest players has had epic. Moments, they're disastrous moments. Three happened to LeBron, happened to Kobe, Curry. happened to Kawhi, happened to Curry, uh, happened to KD. It happens. Just don't happen a lot. Just don't. Have to, if it happens again, KD, KD, oh, KD did lose a three-one lead, but it's yep. like KD, KD three-one, Steph Curry three-one, Kobe three-one, Harden and CP three, Harden CP three three-two. I think CP yeah. might have got yeah. it. But yeah, it's just the Clippers. Is like I think. Part of me is just like I'm resistant to pick it. I got a it's a wait and see approach with them. Like if they come yeah. out guns are blazing, I will not be surprised. But it's like and I want to see it first and how they mesh. Yeah, and them being healthy. So that's kind of why I didn't want to go the Clippers route. Yeah. Denver is very tricky too, because it's like, man, they could if 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 Jamal comes back really like it's been it because he, he didn't play since 2020. So he's really been oh, a wow. year and change. So he might come out guns are blazing and breathe and be, you know, on point. They're, they're, I was really close picking them, but like I said, Memphis, they got everybody's kind of got their weird injury history in the West. So it's yep. like either team you pick, you can say, well, you can go here and say, well, they're injured here. They're injured here. But, you know, uh, we'll see. What Sean, the West I got to so. say this real quick, though. We said the Cavs could be the far dark horse in the East. Oh, West I West. know where you're going with this. Pelicans, man. Pelicans. Pelicans. <laughs> they're super detailed. I just think that, you know, experience will probably end up biting them in the ass in the end. That's yeah. probably how they'll lose a series, just, you know, in a six or seven game series. They're just not going to have that chemistry or coaching, you know, making the right adjustments. You know, Zion coming back fully, you know, needing a full year. Also a question mark, can he stay healthy? You know, can him, Brandon Ingram and, and McCollum mesh together well enough to to make it far? But that, that that's another team that I think is creeping up similar to mm -hmm. the Cavs. They're kind of both on that rising level. So I just want to Zion. say that. Need, yeah. need Zion to be healthy. Need him mm -hmm. to be healthy because they could be very scary. They could be that fifth to sixth seed. That could they be could be the, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies of last year. Yeah. yeah. That surprise yeah. teams as the young talent. team. <laughs> Yo, way more talent. Way more talent. But they could I mean, be like the Grizzlies of last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing that is if is I don't who is their point guard? It's not CJ. And we can't have some hand bringing it up there. It is CJ. CJ plays point. No, he's a two. CJ, see it. He plays point I don't though. Like that, they're gonna need it. I would. That's why all these picks. And, not saying you got to deal CJ, but all these picks and maybe guys that are that eighth and ninth guy. Go get you a point guard because I don't like CJ at point. I mean, he's a two to me. But I mean, if they, I mean, maybe they bring up the ball with Zion the entire time. Who knows? Point Zion. That'd be nice to see. But <laughs> two hours later.
like you say, switching, we're going to uh, go to, I guess you could say, the awards, NBA awards. Now, these always fluctuate. There's players that you won't ever see coming in the rookie of the year race or the sixth man of the year race and MVP. But right now, we're just going to go off of who we think is going to have the best chance to win these awards. And uh, I guess we could start with the sixth man of the year award. Let's just start mm-hmm. there. Um, any of you guys want to take that stab at who you think is going to win six man? Uh, people like this one's a little. I wouldn't say it's a, a straight across the board, but I think we all Jordan Poole's probably yeah. the oh, here. You know, I and I well, do think didn't see that guy, one coming. Yeah, yeah. Guys <laughs> make 140 million over four years. Yeah. Oh, 140 or fully yeah. guaranteed, man. Fully guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, we saw what he can do. I mean, you know, some of the shots he takes, man. He's obviously just trying to impress somebody in the front row. Oh, clearly, man. but. <laughs> I still think he's the best player coming off the bench. I do think yeah. you could also consider Norman Powell to what we were just talking about. He could be a, a sleeper pick if you're looking for value and you're a betting man or woman um, on these props. So, you know, I think it's got to be Jordan Poole. I think if Draymond is not playing, their defense is going to be down and they're going to need to be more efficient scoring. And I think they're going to call upon him to fill in because, you know, who knows what what Clay Thompson is going to look like. Is he going to be as consistent this year? Or is he kind of starting to trail off a little bit? Um, something we got to we got to monitor. So I'm going with Pool for six men. Yeah, same man. Uh, same like this dude. He's a starter. He just plays. Yeah. He just plays yeah. on a team with Steph Curry. He just plays yeah. on a team with Steph Curry because he would start for probably half the NBA teams easily, and probably a couple more after that. But half guarantee. Pelicans Jordan, use him. Oh, oh yeah. But Jordan Poole, man, this dude, man, his skill set. Because if you look at the six man of the year, defense doesn't matter. Voters don't care about defense. Points per game is probably the biggest factor as far as that's concerned. And Jordan Poole off the bench can average 18 to 20 points a game off the bench. And I can't say that about a lot of these. This dude is this generation's Lou Will, Jamal Crawford prototype. Even, But I think he's better. I think he's better. He's an underrated passer. Like some of the passes he does, really, 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 really good creativity, man. His scoring, his dribble, his package dribbling – Oh, man. Him on the pick and roll? My goodness. Like, he's taking lessons from Chef Curry, man. He's yeah. taking lessons from the chef. And JP, man, $140 million, man. And I think he deserved the money, man. This is what I said, man. I, th- I feel like this guy, if he was on another team and has a starting role, he can be an all-star caliber guard off, like, on the bench of an all-star team. I think he's that mm-hmm. talented. He just plays for the Warriors. So he'd be off the bench. He takes that Ginobili type role, man. He got the money. You're going to get your points. You're going to get your shots, man, in this beautiful offense. So JP for three, man. Easy pick for me, man. Easy pick for me. I think it's, it's a consensus. I think, like I said, if I'm putting money, I would say Jordan Bull. But just to have somebody different, I wrote down two na- or three names, but I wrote down a second one after Jordan Poole. And it's just kind of a to-be-determined because I don't think this person is going to be on the bench the entire year. But because of past transgressions and how they've said he's not a team player, Christian Wood could be a guy, if he stays mm. on the bench the entire year, yep. could be a nice six-man uh, man of the year candidate just because I feel like his game is going to expand with Luka. Like, yep. He's already basically a 39-40% shooter from three. He was averaging, averaging 17 points. And some could argue the reason why he maybe had these attitude problems is because he was in the cultures that were Bad not culture. Yeah. like Rockets. Like that's tough. Like you was with Detroit all those years. Like is that's that's tough for any young player who's trying to get to that next contract to be like, okay, let me be yeah, the yeah. first guy. Exactly. Now a lot of guys end up doing it because you know maybe they're not as talented as Chris Wood, but I think with Luca, he's gonna have a lot of open shots. I think he can expand his game more. He's a classic stretch four. 
Uh, you know, they I think he averaged around 17, 18 points. Maybe he can push that to like 22, 23 with Luca. And if he's able to do that and he stays in that six man role, which I don't understand why he's a six man. Maybe it's because yeah. he had the cultural issues, but the, the thing know. no, the thing is they mentioned Jason can mention that they promised Javel McGee a starting job when they gave him a contract. I'm not mad at that, though. He's, 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 he's an average player. Javel McGee is a nice center. Yeah. But Christian right. Wood is the second best player on the roster, and I don't think the second best player should come off the come bench. Off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. They might give Jamel McGee maybe five, five to ten games. They're like, yeah, Jamel, we got to make an adjustment. We're putting Christian Wood in, man. We, we, we gave you an opportunity, but you lost the job. We, we got, got his brother off the, the bench. Friend. Yeah, He's exactly. Yeah, we got this dude off the bench averaging 20 points, and I feel like this dude – with a point guard like Luka Doncic yeah. throwing him lobs, yeah. throwing him kickouts, like it ain't gonna be no Maxi Kleba jacking up threes, man. It's be Christian Wood, man. We yeah. got an elite shooter out there, man. Especially with the loss of Jalen Brunson, they're gonna need another scorer to come out. Like yeah. people say, Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm like, nah, stop it, man. Spencer Dinwiddie ain't the number two option, man. It's gonna be <laughs> Christian Wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not even that borderline. good of a third option. Yeah, borderline third play third option. But Christian Wood, man, I love that pick because I think he's a really, really talented guy that's been really, really shitty situations. And he was just trying to get a contract because he's never been paid a lot of money in his NBA career. He was a little, yeah, he was like a late pick. Yeah, he was undrafted. Yeah, so he's never seen that big NBA money yet. And he's trying to survive in his first couple of years. So he got to be a little more selfish. Yeah, like, yeah, right? Like, you're, if you're on, like, one to two-year deals, like, you don't know where your next paycheck's going to be next year. Your career might be over. You're trying to get buckets. So it's totally understandable. But if you play with Luka Doncic, man, you're going to get paid, man. You're going to get paid, and then he's going to be – because I can't go with Christian Wood as obviously six-man because I think he's going to start. Or I feel yeah, like Jason Kibble and, and put him in the starting lineup because he's way too good. Second best player off the bench, that makes no sense yeah. at all. No sense. He's too good. He's, he's too good. Rising, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, yeah, and that, and that was part of the reason why I was like, even though I didn't pick him in the Western Conference, you know, having Christian Wood, if he has a breakout, you know, you get Tim Hardaway back, that's going to be a nice little team. Yeah. But, yep. you know, I guess transitioning to rookie of the year, uh, I guess I'll start. To me, I think it's Paolo and – only reason why I'm saying this is because his whole, like two games in Vegas, he looked super dominant. He looked like a player who could get his shot off the dribble, can position down low, get easy buckets, can run in transition. I think his shot is decent enough, but I'm not ever too worried about the shot because you know who we had concerns about shot last year was Scotty Barnes, and he ended up winning Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yep. Shot is sometimes a little bit overrated. I know we put a premium on that in the NBA, but I feel like the taller you are and the longer you are in terms of just your wingspan and skill set and you have the ability to dribble, they're going to take that type of athlete nine times out of ten, and they're going to work on the shot. So for me, I think Paolo showed enough during those, even though it was brief with those first two games in the uh, uh, NBA Summer League, I think he has the potential to – a, get as many shots as he wants. Because if you look at that Orlando roster, they have guards, but they brought Paolo in for a reason. I think they're going to let him bring the ball up a little bit. They're going to let him, you know, go off a of pick and uh, screen, uh, go off pick and rolls, do all kind of types of actions moving around. So I think he's going to be a guy who's going to get a lot of opportunity and he's going to cash in on his opportunities. So I pick Paolo. Mm. I like that pick. I'm, I'll go different, Zoo, because I don't know if you're going that, but I'm going Keegan Murray, man. I think that, that mm. that's a really good pick. Potential rookie really good of the year, pick. man. And, you know, I was reading up on him a lot and, you know, I got to watch him a little bit. You know, I think he's dealing with COVID right now or he's in health and safety protocol, but 
I actually think that, you know, looking at the Western Conference, we said it's a little more open towards the bottom. The Kings <laughs> might have a chance for the first time in 17 years to make for the playoffs. <laughs> Could be the, it'll probably be the play-in. You know, they might have to face like a Lakers potentially yeah. in the play-in. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah. I'm just looking at that team, man. They have some solid talent. I mean, you know, I think we've talked about it, but you know, De'Aaron Fox making 28 million a year. I think you could say he's underperforming a little bit based on how much he's making and how hype he was. But Sabonis is there. You got Davion Mitchell, um, but Keegan Murray. I think he fits in nicely. I think it'll be a better complement to De'Aaron Fox than Davion Mitchell is. And he's six eight, man. He's no scrub. They need a wing player, a small forward that can shoot. And he was the best scorer in college last year. So I think they have a legit shot, especially if they make a little noise in the West too. I think he'll just his his uh his stock will just continue to rise for rookie of the year throughout the year. Interesting. Going with the perimeter scorer, huh? Absolutely. I, I, I like that, but I'm gonna pick another perimeter scorer, man. Benedict Matherin, man, the Indiana Pacers, man. This dude in preseason is lighting it up. He's averaging 20 points a game during preseason and only 22 minutes per game. 22 minutes. Because right now, obviously, they have Buddy Heels starting. He should start. He's the veteran guy. But yeah. I feel like I feel like they're going to go full tank mode. They're going to try to get rid of Miles, Miles Turner. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get rid of Miles Turner. They're going to get rid of like of Mr. Mr. Buddy Heel. They're going to full rebuild, want all the young guys in, tank lose as many games, and Matherin, man, if they're tanking, this guy's going to be getting up shots. Yep. And this guy's having 20 points and 20 – Pretty much twenty minutes. This guy's got this guy's an offensive skill set, man. As a wing guy, he's an elite athlete. He can shoot the jump shot. He's going to get the opportunity to play with Tyrese Halliburton as a true point guard. We'll be feeding him the basketball. Like if you look at that team, they don't have any go-to scores on the team. There's no go-to scores no. on the team. Yeah. Like he was more of a catch-and-shoot type of guy. Like obviously pass-first point guard, yeah, exactly. And, like, Duarte is another, like, catch-and-shoot type of dude. So, if Benedict Matherin becomes the guy as a scorer and he puts up 18 points on a team, like, they're not going to win many games, so he's getting lots of lots of opportunities for a young guy. I feel like Matherin is a low-key pick. Like, if you look at his odds, he ain't getting up there in the Vegas odds right now. I feel like Matherin, man, this guy has an elite opportunity to get it done in winning Rookie of the That's Year, man. Pick. Yeah, Rookie of the Year. I, I like his skill set. I like his skill set in the preseason, man. People sleep on the preseason, but I like if, if a rookie starts well in the preseason, I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. So Benedict Mather is my guy to win rookie of the year this year. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick because he uh, is he is the classic six six, six seven wing that can shoot, get to the rim. He's athletic. And he's gonna have a lot of opportunity if those trades end up happening with yeah. Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. So he's yeah. gonna be, you know, him and Duarte are probably be taking a lot of shots. Yep. So <laughs> oh, yeah. it could be could be a situation where he gets the shots up and if he's hitting and he's Doing what he needs to do, he could be a, a low key pick. And he's probably got really good odds too. So oh, he could yeah. probably get some really good, good money. Value on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Switching to the last award, obvious MVP award. Uh, over the years, we've had repeat winners with the MVP award. Uh, we've had guys come in and out win that award. Uh, I think for me, that factored into my decision with the MVP award. So as you can see, I'm not gonna have Jokic or Giannis. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of fatigue. And that's yep, just, yep. That, that happens in every type of voting system, whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL. That, that always happens. Nobody yep. wants to keep voting for the same guy, even though you can make a case. Those yep. guys could win like three or four years in a row. It's just – <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's in how they impact the game. Like you could be like, yeah, this guy deserved it three or four years in a row. But that's not how the voters do it because it's not robots. It's humans. <laughs> yep, humans. Yep. 
Yeah, as humans make decisions. So for me, I was looking at like who's a guy who could explode? Who's a guy who has because I love the post guys, which Joel Embiid, I was struggling with him because he really does impact both sides of the ball. Yep. And the thing about him is I think he's gonna, like you said to you guys, he might end up getting to the finals. So he's gonna probably have one of the best records in the Rikers, East. So that yep. was that was a reason why I'm like Joel Embiid seems like the obvious pick. So I don't want to make it too obvious because I feel like Joel Embiid is just – I mean, I don't know what his odds are on DraftKings or whatever. But, yeah, he might be the favorite. So that's too easy. So let me think of a wild card. And I was speaking earlier about the Western Conference of a team that I, I like a lot just because oh, of one player. You're going to say it, huh? That's oh, Luka. I think yeah. Luca has a chance. And Christian Wood is going to be, I think, a big part of this. If Christian Wood, six-man or starting, whatever, if he comes out and plays to his potential and plays really well – I think their record is going to be good enough. Now, if they're a fringe playing team or like a six seed, it's going to be very tough because, you know, with these awards, they always say it's the MVP and it's about the player. But record does go into it. I don't care what anybody says. Record goes into it. Absolutely. So I think if they can somehow be in that four, maybe five, preferably three range, which I don't see happening. But if they can be in that range, I think Luka has a really good shot because he's already shown the ability to get close to a triple double, he's just going to continue to get better because he—I mean, hell—he's been what on record saying it's easier to play in the NBA than playing over in the Euro League where he played yeah. at or in the Spanish League. So I think he just knows the NBA game is going to be easier for him. He's going to get calls. He's going to get to the line. He's going to get points. So I think he's a guy who's going to take a step, even though he's already taken several steps. And I think it put that Phoenix series. Keep ref- going back to that and referencing that. But I think him beating that team. And getting to the Western Conference Finals, that put him a little bit ahead of schedule, kind of like LeBron. And I think it's got people who should have already been a believer in Luka, but they're already looking at Luka like, okay, he made this extra step and he won games in the playoffs. So if he just comes into next season and keeps doing what he needs to do and he gets back to the playoffs, I think people are going to be like, okay, we should pick him because he's a guy that just has all the opportunity. And plus two also factored in other guys like Jokic and Giannis, which they're not going to win and uh, and beat. You know, say for the 76ers, what if Harden is really good? That's going to eat into Embiid. What if Jamal Murray and Mike and uh, Michael Porter Jr. is really good? That's going to eat into Jokic. You know, all these other guys who are perceived guys who could be MVP guys, if the other star on their team is really good, that's kind of going to eat into it. Like, you know, that that may be a factor into, like, do I want to pick the guy who's also got another guy who's averaging 25 points? Like, is he the true MVP? Because we don't know whose team it is. Mm-hmm. Luka ain't got nobody on this team that's going to be able to do that. He's going to have the ball. He has one of the highest usage, usage rates in the NBA. So, to me, I feel like that's a pick that Luka's probably still got really high odds, too. But that's Oh, yeah. Luka has the Vegas – he's the Vegas favorite right now. Is he really? Well, maybe yeah, know. it's Luka Doncic, wow. number one. Too, Sean. You should go work <laughs> for Caesars. Luka Doncic is number one right now. Giannis <laughs> is two, and then Embiid is three. And then Embiid. I'm not yeah, – yeah. Giannis, I can kind of see it too because he didn't win last year. So that's a maybe little they're... surprising yeah. that Doncic has won. But I think yeah, Doncic has been one for the last. Doncic has been for one for the last three years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're expecting. They're just waiting. How many years yeah. have you been in the league this year? Like this four, four, four or five years. Yeah, four or five crazy. years. Yeah, four, it's yeah. insane. Wow. Pretty much after that, after that Clippers series, man, I was so after that game winner. Oh my lord, <laughs> that was one of the greatest shots I've ever seen, man. Luka Doncic against the Clippers will always be ingrained in my memory, man. But yeah, Luka's a great pick, man. But I gotta go with my boy Embiid this year, man. 
Yeah. I'm looking at the voters' mindset. It's a little psychology game, not just the numbers, man. Because I think numbers-wise, Joel Embiid will get his 27, 12 rebounds, man. Blocks, get like two blocks a game, man. He's a two-way player, man. The analytics love Joel Embiid. Yep. But the thing is, they're going to feel bad for the man. Jokic last year, man. He won it pretty much based on purely on his stats were insane. Analytics were off the charts. And he had two of his best players out. No help, yep. He had no help. Like, that's a factor that, obviously, MB could compete with because he he got James Harden. He got more help, technically. Actually, yeah. Exactly. Maxi got more help. So, pretty much, voters' mindsets to be like, okay, Jokic got his boy back. So, yeah, Jokic is off my list. I'm not even looking at Jokic this year because he's he won his back-to-back. Yeah. He got his players back. He doesn't get more valuable when his teammates come back. No, that's not how it works. So, Jokic is out. I'm looking at Giannis. He's intriguing, man. He is it because Chris Chris Middleton being out is huge. It is going to be huge. But I feel like Giannis in the regular season, he's now in that mode where he you know he don't need to like they they ain't going to try to win sixty games. Conserve like conserving for the playoffs because Giannis yeah Giannis playoff ready right now, man. Like mentally he's already there. So I feel like they're not going to overexert him in the regular season. Mike Budenholzer love playing Giannis those low minutes. 30, 31, 32 minutes, man. Conserve the body for the playoffs because you need that physicality to dominate in the playoffs. As you guys remember against the Boston Celtics, that took every bit of energy out of him. So I feel like they're gonna they're gonna save his juice for the playoffs. So now I got Giannis out. And he won and he's won multiple MVPs too. So mm-hmm. that fatigue thing, that's there, man. Joel MB, man, I think they're gonna go for the regular season record. They're gonna try to win 60 games this year. They, Doc Rivers got a lot to prove after that embarrassment last year. Uh, he has a lot to prove. And what Doc Rivers does good, he wins regular season games, man. He's the master winning regular season games. James Harden loves the regular season. He's a great regular season player. He's like, this is a guy that's won multiple 60-win seasons. I feel like the Sixers this year can win 60 games this year in the regular season. Regular season. So if they're the regular season number one in EC, Joel Embiid with all the empathy of, oh, this guy is so good. And this guy made all NBA second team just because of the rules of the voting system, the rules of that. Mike, the empathy is there. The stats are going to be there. I feel like the winning is going to be there. Joel Embiid, man. When I was down in Chicago, I put down some money on Embiid winning MVP. Good so man. this is my pick, man. This is my pick, man. Joel <laughs> Embiid it has not changed. I, I feel like the voter mindset of voting Jokic over Embiid yeah, will factor in this year. year. Will absolutely factor in this year. Yeah. Embiid's so, my pick. Embiid's my pick. And and I think I have one more thing. We're not we're not mentioning this. I think he could win both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. I got, I got to put that out there. Giannis, both yeah. awards, exactly. Paul Giannis from winning no awards to winning all the awards. That's what's gonna happen for MB. And I think that partially has to do with the fact that he's kind of got not snubbed, but he's yeah. been slightly overlooked the past yeah. couple of years. Second place multiple so, times hurts a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're the first loser pretty much. That's what they're saying, right? So I mean, I gotta agree. You know, I'm gonna go with Embiid here. The only one that, you know, to Sean's point earlier, I think the only other guy you might be able to consider besides Giannis because of injuries and all that is potentially Ja, right? Not really having that second star. I don't think he'll win MVP, but if he takes that next step and they're, you know, also in the, you know, top two, three seeds, um, which I don't have them there, but I think if you're looking for a potential um, guy that doesn't really share the ball that much with another stud on their team, it's kind of Ja and Luka in that situation and potentially Giannis if Middleton injury lingers 
So, but I'm still going with Embiid because I think Zoo, it's that human psychology, man. They just kind of they feel a little bad. He's got a chip on his shoulder as well. I think it's all just going to kind of come to fruition, and the process is finally coming through. Yeah, I, I do think the sympathy vote will be there. As long as yep. Embiid is in that range yep. and he's playing like how he did last year, I think it's it's a it's a great possibility he could win it. But just looking at the odds, some long shots that I was thinking about. So I know we were talking about like – guys who are going to be the undisputed number one option on their teams and there's no chance that another star could eat into their i guess you could say uh opportunities to score and do whatever to get the mvp anthony edwards could take a leap plus five thousand trey young plus four thousand those are two guys that's maybe interesting especially trey like I know DeJounte is like another guard, but he's no, he's not, he's a defensive guy. So I think yeah. Trey's still going to have all these opportunities. And if the Hawks, I don't know, I don't think we consider them as one of the teams that are in that t- top four or five. No, no, make no. A, But if they make a, you know, a, I don't know, a trade, like I do like DeAndre Hunter a lot. I know he was hurt last year. Um, They got rid of Kevin Herter, which I hate because he's a nice shooter. But, you know, if DeAndre Hunter makes it, a nice adjustment it becomes a two-way wing and then you got DeJounte Murray that really kind of frees up Trey to do whatever the hell he wants because he's going to have defensive help on the wing and in the backcourt so that could be a guy especially uh, plus 4,000 and plus Trey sneakily like he's been in that 30 range a lot so he averages a lot of points and he gets his assists so and he's exciting this that's part of the MVP too like you got to have guys who are exciting like Jokic he won last year and the year before that because he's an analytics darling and he's a good player but I think Trey brings a lot of flair with the NBA with his with his play, and I think that could be a possibility. And like plus plus four thousand, I would take a shot on that. Like it's all going to come down to their record and how their yeah. team ends up performing. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, we hate to say it, but that's and I know Zoo hates yeah. this argument, and I'm gonna bring it back. But the only reason Derrick Rose won the 2011 MVP over LeBron yeah. was because they had a better we record at that. the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And people did. No, 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 no. That's one of the reasons. No, 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 no. That's one of the reasons I give you that. But the other reason was LeBron's co-stars was Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. You got two all he got two perennial all-stars as sight. That's just Robin and Alfred, man. That's just Robin and Alfred. You know what D Rose Robin and Alfred was? Luol Dang and Boozer. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the reason. It's the supporting cast, man. Those are the two things. It comes down to usually record and who's not getting the most help in their county yeah, yeah. individually. So if you're looking at it for like a guy in that perfect situation, I think Sean's point about Luca is probably the best option. That's why they have him. Yeah, if, if, if Luca gets the number one seed, oh, it's he's, winning. He's, yeah, winning he's winning. It. He's winning. He's winning. There's no way he's getting the number one seed. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think if he's in the top three somehow – like a third seed, I think his is his to lose. But no, he's. I, I think I love Dallas their additions, but I don't think their team is set up unless you know Luca just goes God mode to where they can get the number one seed. I fi- I'm gonna say gonna I think Memphis is gonna get number one seed. I'm gonna say this. I feel like if they had Jalen Brunson still along with Christian Wood, I think they could have got the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. Losing yeah, Brunson is huge, huge loss as a secondary ball handler. Yep. Huge loss. Really bad, really bad move by the Mavs. Not contract extending him fifty million dollars. They could be yeah. a team maybe that makes a maybe a move at the deadline to maybe add with Luca. But yeah, I think Brunson would oh, and Luca that that puts them in the territory of them getting wow. the third seed. Yeah, that would be a definite if they got 
if they had those guys. Because Brunson is one of the players, like I said, they always talk about with LeBron. It's hard to sometimes build around him because of how he dominates the ball. It's kind of like that with Luka. Like, and Brunson actually was one of those co-stars. He um, played well. Kind of crazy to say he's a star, but it's like he's a player that could fit with Luka and knew how to go off of Luka and knew like how to get the ball and do whatever he could do while Luka's still on the floor. It's kind of hard to get other guys to build around him. That's why if you look at their roster, it's a lot of guys that could shoot. It's not a lot of guys that can go get their own shot. I mean, outside no. of maybe Spencer. But yep. so game over. Yeah, that's our NBA preview this uh tonight. You know, we had to get in here. It's a little bit longer than normal, but I mean it's the beginning of the NBA season. Now we'll say we're not gonna be into the NBA every day and every part of the week unless there's something huge that happens. Like a I mean, something like an injury or somebody goes off for like 70 points or something. Because like <laughs> 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 it is because it is still <laughs> NFL season. We're still in the yeah. meat of the NFL. The uh, you know, season is going as long as it needs to go, and we're going to be here uh, for all the content with NFL. So, so you guys that are you know going to see the NBA pop up on your feed in the next couple of days, that's just to give us the preview. But we will be doing a lot of NFL centric stuff. So make sure you guys focus into bullheaded underscore pod, bullheaded x64 with TikTok, bullheaded underscore pod with Instagram. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Make sure you guys look at all the DSPs, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, all of that type of stuff. And also make sure that you look at our Facebook page. We're posting the same type of content. I know they kind of got rid of the, I guess you say, podcast app, but you can still have the link to get to the podcast from Facebook. And we still post the same contact since they are linked with Instagram. So make sure you look into that. And for me, Sue and P. Bush, we are.